So here's something about Netflix that's bothered me lately. This is just a small irritant. I will be looking for movies to watch, and I will pull up descriptions of this of these movies. Or I don't really look for series a whole lot, which was evident from the quiz we just took. <laughs> right, we both <laughs> flamed out on that one. But what I have noticed is there it is becoming common for there to be just very sub. I'll say subpar, if not unacceptable description. I'll see something that catches my eye, and it says something lame like this dramedy. Featuring William H. Macy and Emma Rossum was created by Paul Abbott and John Wells. Tells me nothing about the movie. I'm like, like, nope, not watching that. This 2022 crime thriller featuring Tony Collette and Bella Heathcote is based on Karen Slaughter's novel. I cannot emphasize how many I've come across where you see the movie title and it says right underneath it who stars in it and who directs it. And then the description says, this 2021 thriller featuring... Frida Pinto and Logan Marshall Green was directed by Adam Salki. Welcome to the Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs podcast, where we inspire you to manage your money, find your soul, and cover your ears. Join host Hartley Wright a certified spiritual director, and Kevin Bartolacci, director of research and education at Sunvold Financial Investment Advisory Firm. Together, they hope to help you discover the benefits of enriching your life as they entertain one another, and hopefully you too. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. We've got, uh, this is probably going to be the best episode in our catalog yet, or it might end up being a show about nothing. Either way, You are in for a great episode. Kevin has had a knee replacement. We're going to jump into that and talk about that right away. And um, I'm going to introduce some new fun segments to keep you engaged and returning for more episodes. Financially, uh, I want to know, I want to hear from you, Kevin, two things. I know stocks struggled last week, so I want to know, has slowing economic data heightened fears about a potential recession? Yeah, we got to have that conversation again, and I know what the answer is. But it's fun to just uh, stir the pot a little bit. And the second thing I want to know is when policymakers meet next week, May 2nd, 3rd, can we expect a quarter percent rate hike? That's number one on my list. All right. Did you, did you look at my notes? I did not look okay. at your notes. Right. See, listen, we've been together a while. Two minds working as one to produce a quality program for you. There's an F bomb I know everyone can resonate with or at least relate to. And time permitting for the faith portion, we'll get into worship. Yay! The listener, I'm sure, is curious about your knee replacement. I don't know that we talked about it much ahead of time. Listener, Kevin has been waiting for this for an incredibly long time. Yeah. This is brought about because of an injury, which was how many years ago? 32 years ago. 32 years. First surgery was 24 years ago, and really the last seven, eight years been trying to get this done. Always was met with, you're too young and healthy, which I just thought was the stupidest excuse right. I've ever heard. It's a, almost three weeks ago. About the only thing I really know that I remember from the post-op with Dr. Alito was I remember him telling my wife, he had a lot of arthritis in there. The good news is I'm on pace for my recovery. I didn't have any adverse reaction to the implant. The biggest issue I'm having is uh, sleeping. Still can't sleep through the night. I'm a side sleeper, and that's really hard to do when you have one knee that's swollen right. up. 
Started driving this week. I'll uh, return to work on a truncated basis. I'm not going to oh, yeah. try to go in and do eight hours right off the bat. Right. We may have talked about this off cast, but I have a stand-up desk, and I know they're not going to want me standing for two, three hours at a time. Now, is your stand-up desk the type that can be lowered so yes. that you can sit down as well? Yeah, I, but, I'm but not sure if all stand-up desks are that way, if that's standard. Yeah, this one I got has you know has pneumatic lifts mm-hmm. on each side. I'm, I'm not sure that I can get it low enough for my keyboard to sit in my normal desk chair. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and state that you work standing up most of the time. I do. That started five, six years ago. And then once I got the stand-up desk, it now feels really weird to sit down and work. Uphold the mission. My follow-up meeting's on week six, so I'm adjusting my expectations that when I leave Alito's office on May 11th, he's not going to go, oh, yeah, knock yourself out. Yeah, right. Still optimistic that I'll be released to pursue some of my favorite hobbies and activities sometime between week eight and 12. But I'm hoping he can give me some guidance and the PTs can kind of give me some guidance as to when, when can I go swing a golf club? When can I go bowl again? Three weeks out, you're doing great. I think. Yeah. We, we got me bent to 105, and he said the goal is 120. And I have roughly three weeks of PT left, so I think I'll get the 120. Feels, oh, I shouldn't say it feels good. I'm glad I'm making progress. Me too. And I'm happy. I'm still focused on the long term, and I'm very excited about the second half of 2023. We all are. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you for letting the listener know, because I've gotten countless questions. I bet. They've just been piling in from the listener. (laughs) How's your partner doing? Yeah, exactly. They've all been wanting to know. Beginning with today's episode, listener, we're going to start having three segments. These will be three parts of our show dedicated to a certain topic or activity. We'll do these particular three segments for a handful of episodes, and then in a few episodes, maybe in episode 21 or somewhere in there, we'll either change one or all three segments, depending on success and popularity, and include those for a few episodes before we revisit whether or not these segments are a dumbass idea or something you, listener, enjoy and appreciate. The first segment will be a trivia game. (gasps) For this episode, Kevin and I will play Netflix TV trivia. So I've got 10 questions, and we'll just breeze through these as quick as we can. Because we want these segments to be interesting for the listener, not boring as hell. Let's start the quiz. What is the most watched TV show on Netflix? Ever or right now? Oh, that's a good question. It does not not specify. I'm not much of a Let's assume all time. Netflix. Okay, we assume all time. Netflix TV show. I got to think of what shows, what television shows are specifically on Netflix. Uh, this one may not be, but I'm going to guess Stranger Things. Okay, that is on Netflix. Is it? Okay. And that's a good. I just don't know that many. Have you watched Netflix? I have. I haven't. I have no idea. Well, maybe you can pass. Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> Most watched TV show on Netflix is Squid Game. Oh! What the hell is Squid Game? I've never yeah, even heard of like that. It's like out of South Korea or something. Really? Yeah, they all I've never heard in weird about outfits. This. I've never watched it, but it got huge, huge ratings. Really? Yeah. And people died during it. Like, if you L- literally the task, you, well, I don't know about the actors, but oh. the characters. Oh, okay. Like, if you didn't. Pass that was part the of the test, competition? Yeah, part you, of the, yeah. You were killed. Really? Yeah. Really? Squid Game. I have never heard of Squid Game. Never seen it. Just know it was huge. Interestingly enough, question two. How many people played in Squid Game? Now, if I've never heard of it, there's no way in the world I would have any idea. They don't know how many contestants. How many contestants? How many people played it? 50. 
Okay. You guess 50, I'll guess 100. Okay. All right. And the answer is 456. Well, that makes perfect sense. Good Lord. This uh, this piques my interest. I'm going to have to check this out. There you go. Meanwhile, the listener's like, good Lord, guys, you're behind the times. Checking out. Yeah, have the segment to try to keep their interest. Now they're out. They've just dropped off. They have no idea what else is going to happen. <laughs> Question three. What American state is Stranger Things set? Oh, holy cow. That is a great question. It's in the Midwest. Is it? Part of me wants to say Nebraska. It's not Nebraska. It is not Nebraska. Uh, I'll choose South Dakota, Bob. It's not Illinois, because that's really close to us. South Dakota for you. It's in Indiana. Damn it. Indiana. Oh, I got to watch more TV. Yeah. Well, not necessarily, but things that are really, you know, popular culture. Evidently, like Squid Game, you know, maybe you should catch. All right. So this question, I will know, you will not. What is Eleven's favorite food? Eleven is a character in Stranger Things. Oh. And I say Eggo Waffles, and the answer is... Ego waffles. Oh, excellent. Okay, what was Netflix's first TV original? The original. What was their original show? The only reason I know this is because another podcast that I listened to uh, interviewed the founder of Netflix, and they talked about this. And they well, Reed they, Hastings. they talked about a lot of Netflix things, and so um, that's how I know this. Their original TV show. But I never watched this show. And the only close, the only way I am close to knowing what the show is about is Mad Magazine. I subscribed to Mad Magazine until they went defunct, and they had a parody of it. And so that's the only reason I, got I know this. House of Cards. Oh, that was I did watch that one partially in the first season. Yeah, and I was so disgusted with every character in the cast, I couldn't watch it anymore. No kidding. No kidding. There wasn't a single character that had any redeeming qualities. Really. What year was Netflix founded as a company? Well, if you watch the first seat, well, this, the House of Cards might not have been their first year. Oh, no. Because they were the DVD mailer forever. Right. I'm thinking, I became aware of it in my children's lifetime, which kind of parallels to when we moved here. I became aware of Netflix. If I had to guess, I would say 1995. And I would guess somewhere in there too 1997 all right we got to move this along what was nick brewer's sister's name in clickbait i never watched clickbait never seen it you never saw it well we don't know that we can pass on that one pia p-i-a i I guess that's pronounced pia who threw their poo out the window in sex education sex education that's a that's a modern show now, isn't it? uh, Yeah, Gillian Anderson. Oh, yeah? I watched season one of that. Okay. So, do you know who threw their poo out the window? I've never seen that one. Otis. I did know it was... No, the answer is Raheem. Damn it. Where's the Netflix headquarters? I only know this because I used to get the the DVDs by mail, Mm -hmm. and I heard the uh, interview on another podcast. Actually, one segment we will introduce is when we plug other people's podcasts. So that podcast right. I'm mentioning remains nameless All right. for now. So I guess that's cruel. I'm going to guess somewhere in California. Yes, that is correct. California. All right, last question. Who voices BoJack Horseman? Never seen it. Will Arnett. 
Oh, he's good. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was kind of fun. Yeah, I, it was I realized kind of how fun. little I know about Netflix. Right. Right. Here's what I know. The ticker symbol is NFLX. Well, I just gave you the uh, ticker symbol, so let's just jump right into what's happening. Fed meeting next week. Next week. Two days of meetings, Tuesday and Wednesday. Rate decision is announced on Wednesday. Betting odds are 25 basis points. More important will be the language they use in the statement to determine if we're going to have additional hikes. There has been a wide range of emotions since the last meeting with the economic data on whether or not we're going to have a end to the hikes and or a rate cut in 2023, I would suggest to you that rate cut is probably pretty unrealistic. I feel more confidence in the fact that these 25 basis points, if it indeed is a 25 basis point hike, will lead to a pause as we continue to digest economic data over the next three to six months. Really? I think they'll pause it at whatever they leave it at, let it simmer for a while. So that's, that's what my gut feeling is. We'll see a 25 basis point hike next week and then there'll be some language that suggests a pause is in order. But there'll be no language that says anything about a future rate cut in 2023 is what I'm guessing. Hmm. It's a lot of conflicting data still about whether or not we're recession-bound or not. So I don't want to get into those arguments because it doesn't right. matter if I'm right or wrong. Yeah, you exactly can't, can't right. control it, and for most of us, it's not going to change the way we allocate our portfolio anyway. So, And the, and the conflicting data is, well, I don't want to get into that. Well, it's just confusing. Yeah. Right? We've got still have high inflation, but we have more job openings than we have people who want to fill those exactly. jobs. Exactly. There's actually more job openings than there are people on the unemployment rolls. Which is incredible. Where we live, construction doesn't seem to be slowing down, no. so it's hard to argue we're heading for a recession because it has, it is not slowing down at all. No. Now, I, with the housing markets, maybe. Doesn't seem like it. But it doesn't Columbia, seem Missouri. like it. Yeah. There's like... 400 houses on the market. That's it. In Boone County. We have a housing shortage. That's not what I would have gleaned from all the national news. Well, hints, and I don't mean hints, H-I-N-T-S, <laughs> H-E-N-C-E, comma, that would give us reason to know why construction of housing is still booming yeah. here where we are. Yeah. Well, case in point, the new subdivision out near where you live. Absolutely. They're paving that, and it's going to be a big, I mean, it's a huge. It's like 530 acres. Wow. Yeah, so there's a lot of homes going in there. Oh, yeah. That'll help with the shortage. Well, you hope. All right, the other financial stuff I had since we just finished up tax filing season, I just really feel compelled to make this argument one more time. If you got a big refund back for your 2022 tax filing season, don't do that again this year. Adjust your withholdings, have them take out less so that you can either put it in your 401k, your Roth IRA, pay down your debt, go on a vacation, whatever. Just don't get a big refund next year. Saying that is easy for me because I, I work on this every year when I get my stuff done. I calculate how close I was and then I re-estimate what I want withheld. And I specifically direct our payroll processing company how much I want withheld. That's not normal. Right. Normally, you fill out your W-4, you got the little worksheet, you guys have all seen them, it kicks out a number and says, this is how much you should put down for your withholdings, and then they just pump it into their system. I have hardly ever seen that when it comes out right. It's usually too much? Yes. If you're in that boat where you've done the W-4 thing and you get a refund back, you're like, well, I don't know what else to do. Take your number that your tax liability was for the 2022 tax year, 
divide it by your number of payrolls that you get, whether that's once a month, twice a month, or 26 times a year, or 52 weeks, however you get paid. But for me, I get paid once a month. So I just look at whatever my tax liability was for federal and state, and I divide it by 12. And I tell the payroll people, I want you to withhold this exact amount from my federal and this exact amount from my state. FICA, okay. you don't have to worry about because it's done automatically for you. That's how I get really close every year. They're probably going to push back a little bit. You will have to take into consideration if there's any tax law changes, brackets change, or if the tax rate changes, charge you less taxes, you can change your withholdings to have less withheld. I would hope that if you have access to the money, you will utilize it efficiently and to make your life better. It's paying down debt, going on that vacation you desperately need, putting more money in your retirement plans, whatever it is. Do it. Try it for one year. See and how see you how like you it. like it. Yeah. A random fact about faith finances or F-bombs Uh-oh. of the episode. Random fact of the episode. I'm going to choose the word, the phrase, to be screwed, because it kind of loosely relates to if we were to use the actual F-word and someone were to say, oh, man, you're really effed on that. It's the equivalent of saying you're really screwed on yeah. that. To be screwed is a widely used term for being cheated or placed at a disadvantage. During the 19th century, English prisons were intended to be cruel places of punishment, including hard labor, to deter prisoners from returning. One of these forms of punishment was to force a convict to turn a crank handle up to 10,000 times a day. These handles were designed in a way that the hard labor could be made even worse by a warder turning a simple screw which increased the resistance of the handle. In such barbaric places, bribery and corruption were commonplace, and any prisoner who did not agree to a warder's demands could find himself being screwed the next time he was on the handle. So that's where the phrase, to be screwed, comes from. So that will be the second segment we'll do for a while. A random fact about faith finances or F-bombs. The F-bomb I want to do is, it's not a new F-bomb, This is one that I've had for quite some time, but it has recently come to my surface. I know this is something that people can, if they can't resonate with it, they can certainly relate to it. And this has to do with distracted driving. I know it it may be considered an exhaustive subject, but it has risen back to my surface because that's that's my intro. Oh, yeah. There have been a few. There was actually a little incident. I actually got a little verbal with someone on a warm day couple weeks ago. I guess I'll go ahead and put this out here. I was driving behind a line of traffic. I was on Providence. I want to visualize this. So we were approaching the campus area. You were southbound? Southbound. Okay. I I know exactly where you're you're at. I'm in the left lane. Traffic is moving about the same pace for both lanes. Suddenly traffic is going a little bit faster in the right lane and then suddenly brakes. We all hit the brakes and I mean we're all hitting the brakes. But the other lane just kept on moving. So I'm like, what what is this about? So naturally, because I'm me, I zip in the other lane quick as I can, and I see a younger gentleman with his phone right up there in front of his face, like he's looking at the phone, and the road that he needs to pay attention to is behind him. This is not the first time this has happened. It's actually about the, it was actually, by my count, the 987th time that I've witnessed this. But this was probably this year. Yeah, this was a warm day. I had my window down. He had his window down. I slow down as I'm next to him, and I just say, hey, you nearly caused an accident. Keep your eyes on the road. His lane of traffic, because of traffic flow, was slowing down, so we kind of separated. 
I can see in my rear view and side view mirror, his head is moving around like he's yelling back or mm. screaming. I'm over my moment. I realize maybe that wasn't the best thing to do, but I'm trying to be helpful and say, hey, keep your eyes on the road. That is something I will do. If I get someone's attention, I'll point to my eyes like, I'm, I, watching, I'm watching you. you. I use that signal. Instead of pointing to them, I point forward like, keep your eyes on the road. So I anticipate, I watch him come up. I watch my side view mirror, see him come up the hill, and I'm thinking, all right, well, we'll, we'll see. He drives up. As he passes me, he's not looking at me, and he's looking forward. He doesn't make eye contact. He zips by, but the second he gets by me, he puts his arm out the window, sticks up his middle finger, and he's giving me the oh, bird as he catches up to his line of traffic. For some context, the University of Missouri is ensconced right in that area that Hartley was talking about. We also have Stevens College and Columbia College and Mobley Area Community College. We must have 35,000 students in our town. And that's one of their main drives for these students. I'm up and down that road a lot. Not just the drivers, people walking. Exactly. I mean, you know, they did that whole thing on college to make sure kids weren't getting hit when they're staring at their phones walking across the street. They put the divider in there. You know, I drove professionally for a couple of companies, and the the most recent company I worked for, we had a a safety seminar we would have every spring. They talked about multitasking. It was proven that you could not multitask, and it really had an effect on if you were not concentrating on one thing. Reactivity and senses and everything else changes, and so multitasking really is a myth. I'm bringing it up because it's an F-bomb that has come back to the surface. It just drives me. It's an explosive topic for me. And it isn't every extreme. I can I cannot be in a lot of traffic, but there's one car that's going incredibly slow. And then it frustrates me to no end because when I get to the point where I pass them, and it's not that I'm in so big of a hurry that I got to get around them. It's just I'm moving a little bit under the speed limit and I happen to pass them because they're impeding progress, yeah. doing things on their phone as they're driving. And that is bad. One of the things I do on that stretch you're talking about, Providence, there's a number of stoplights there. And- I frequently will look in my side or rear view mirror and look at the people around me. And there was one night I was driving to the Bull Alley. And every time we hit a stop light, which was, I think, all of them were red, this lady kept getting at her phone and doing the scroll thing. Right. So I knew she wasn't checking a text message. Yeah, she's she probably looking talking. at Facebook or yeah, something. she was doing something. And I thought, yeah. and I, I said to myself, you got to get me. There's something that important on right. social media that you can't wait till you get home. I don't know if you saw this news story. The Missouri legislature is very close to passing distracted driving laws. You know what we have now, right? You can't use your cell phone if you're like under 21 right. or something, right? So I thought it was stupid. If you're going to make it illegal for people under 21 to use their phones uh, while they're driving, everyone should not be using their phone. That is actually the legislation that's in the Missouri legislature right now. It'll be for everyone, regardless of age. Using your phone while you're driving will be illegal. And it should be. It should be. I think it should be. So I think we're getting closer. I think it should be. Now, will people stop doing it? No. No. They won't. And that's an issue. You want to know something really scary? Driving a commercial vehicle? I've seen guys driving 18-wheelers on their phone while they're driving the road. A vehicle that no doubt can kill people. And that, to me, is unacceptable. Hey, you remember that wreck on Grindstone Parkway three or four years ago? Mm-hmm. After that, we had a race. Yeah, 5K or something like and that. And that lady ran into the back of those guys, and she was on Facebook Live. I think she was in excess of 60 miles an hour 
with her phone, Facebook Live, while she's driving. She never hit her brakes. That guy finally died from his injuries, by the way. Wow. It's crazy. It is crazy. Who, who would think that would be okay? And the final segment is a listener comment, tweet, or question. Have you gotten some? I have not. Oh, okay. But but now that people know, now that people know, about. listener, you can send us a tweet, or you can comment, or you can ask a question. Segment three will be where we read or comment on. I have a text from a listener. Oh, do you really? Yeah. You want to? Throw well, let's this hear in? that comment. Yeah. Can I say who it was from? Sure. All right. This is from Doug Schaefer. He said he enjoyed the podcast with Masood, which was the latest one. Right. Our most recent one. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Doug. Had no idea Doug was a listener. I guess we have to count five. So, yeah, welcome, Doug. Thank you. In this segment, we'll comment on a listener's question or tweet or comment. So if you would like to tweet us, we are on Twitter at Faith Money Bomb. It's just Faith Money Bomb. If you would like to ask a question, maybe you have a question about faith or finances or something you'd like us to talk about, or maybe you have a question about the two of us. You know, maybe there's something. Any kind of question, we'll welcome, and you can leave a comment or question at uh, f.bombs at hartleywright.com. I think because uh, Kevin's got a new knee and we've taken up enough time, we've got a long enough episode, we'll just forego any faith comments for today and All right. wrap it up here. So, um, well, we've mentioned earlier our tweet address. And, oh, we can expand it to other social media because we do mention our Facebook pages. We have. We each have a Facebook page, yep. so if you want to reach out to us there. I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, too. Uh, I check it about once every... Well, I get a notification, so that's when I check it. Got it. Yes. Um, so tell others about us. Hopefully, uh, yeah, this is a good episode to point people to. Because we have these uh, fun segments. Now, if you didn't like them, you don't think they're fun, point them to a different episode. Something you liked. <laughs> yeah, point them to something that you liked. Or, you know, hit me up on Facebook or send me an, uh, send us an email and say, please ta- please share this m- from this minute to this minute of another podcast. Uh, am I being ridiculous? Yeah, I think so. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is for the purposes of education, information, and entertainment only, and is not a replacement for the professional services of a financial advisor, financial planner, spiritual clergy, spiritual counselor, or spiritual director. We suggest you seek out a trained professional for help with your financial and spiritual needs. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest of Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs are solely their current opinions based upon information they consider reliable but do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations the host and guest may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions provided by the podcast host and guest are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.